Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yate. My name's Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you a series of spiritual tools to enable everyday Christian living in the parish of Yate. So on this week's episode, we talk about what type of literature is Genesis. We also look at what is a story for everyone. And we ask what's going on with all them snakes. And finally, who are the Babylonians? Well, very bad people. (laughs) (laughs) In this episode, we're continuing our Bible series where we're looking through the scriptures and thinking about what the Bible is and how we are meant to, to read it. So if we think about the podcast we did the other week yep. about what types of literature in the Bible. Yep. And we, we mentioned in it the creation stories. And I thought, as a lot of people have lots of issues around this, because it's right at the beginning of the Bible, and yeah. people think, well, I'll read the Bible. And they pick it up and they, they read it. It's the first few pages they thumb through, isn't it? You that's know? it, yeah. Yeah, no, in the beginning, that's the first thing we always read. That's right. <laughs> we saw a biology teacher who used to get us to copy out the Bible as punishment. Um, <laughs> so I'm quite familiar with yeah, uh, yes, Genesis, with Genesis chapter one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Wayne Davis, thank you very much for that. Yeah. Basically, that's why I thought we, we'd discuss yeah. what, what type of literature is genesis 1 to 11 because genesis the book of genesis is in two halves okay yeah 1 to 11 and then uh 12 to 50 because it's the longest book in the bible so 1 to 11 spoilers are but well, genesis chapter 1 is a song yeah and we talked briefly about that in the last episode didn't we that, that there are commonalities in a song within genesis and you can see that flows through so knowing that it's a song brings it a bit more context that's it, and you can understand it properly then. Yep. Uh, and Genesis 2 to 11 are what, what I would call archetypal stories. Archetypal stories. What does that mean? It's Booty and the Beast is okay. an archetypal story. Okay. Something like uh, Noah's Flood is an archetypal story. Okay. Um, the creation story is archetypal. What it's actually talking about is it's a story that's found in nearly every culture will have that type of story. Okay, yeah. Okay. And also as well, they're stories which are true for all people. So they're not about the characters in the story. Yeah. They're about all of us. Okay. Okay. Okay, so that makes sense. So all cultures have them. They're how we understand who we are as human beings, basically. It's about what they... People who like to sound clever on BBC programmes would call the human condition. Okay. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That's the idea. Yeah. So um, Genesis 2 to 11, we'll, we'll deal with them first, is the story of Adam and Eve. Adam literally means all mankind. Okay. It, Adam comes from the Hebrew word, which means human. Human, yeah. right. Okay. Uh, Eve means woman, woman in the same way. Yeah. And the archetype there is human beings are created with a purpose. The purpose being that they will live in harmony with each other. Yeah. Which is why Eve is made from Adam. Yeah. Because two become one. Yeah. So it's not about, you know, Adam being above Eve and all of that. It's actually to do with the be- human beings are created to be in community. Yeah. Okay. And to live in harmony with everything around them. 
And God, and God provided them the perfect canvas for this. Was they, That's were, it. they were in a garden, uh, and Adam and Eve were empowered to live in harmony and to care for God's creatures. That's the animals, it. the plants, the environment they were living in. And that was designed to be the perfect picture. That's it. Now, what happens then is the snake comes along and snakes are archetype, in other words, a universal symbol yep. of evil because they kill people. Okay. Right, they're dangerous things. Yeah. So especially in the Middle East, you know, a snake is bad because they literally are bad. Yep. Right. Um, if you went to Eskimo culture, they might say polar bears are bad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the devil would be a polar bear if he was from there. But so, I think if I bumped into a polar bear in the eight shopping centre, I'd probably still be the same. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, <laughs> let's run away. So uh, the snake turns up and what happens is he says... Do not, uh, obviously God says, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's the knowledge of good and evil. And the snake says, God is lying. If you eat from the tree of knowledge, then you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Okay. Right? So obviously they do that. Yeah, an attractive proposition. They thought they had it all, but actually it's quite human to want more, isn't it? And and they then met by this decision of either living the way they did or being offered that something else could be better and they could be just like their creator. Exactly. To be God and to define morality exactly how we want to. So they made that decision. Yeah, as every human being has Mm. in all our lives to a certain extent. Yep. We're never happy, are we? No. Never happy with just having what we've been doing. <laughs> we always want more. So uh, what happens then is the, the snake is cursed. And okay. this is an interesting little aside, is there's a snake that lives in the Middle East which has little uh, sort of vestigial arms that come out of its side which are left over through evolution. Yep. Right? And that's that's where the story of God cursing the snake comes from because the it looks like it used to have arms and now it doesn't okay okay and that's what's known in the trade as a tell now a tell is something physical in the environment that storytellers would use to remind them of the story okay right okay do you see what i mean yeah yeah, Yeah. absolutely and if you read the bible it's interesting that a lot of points that story will end with and to this day you can see the pillar which is Lot's wife, which is made of salt, Yeah. Okay. which you can still see if you went there, because there is a pillar down there that looks like a woman. Oh, so that. there's something... There's a tell. There's a tell. So you can tell us, a, you can tell us a, an archetypal story because of the tell. Okay. So, so all, the, it basically just goes wrong then. It does all go wrong. The, the snake was, was uh, well, yeah, clearly... <laughs> was cursed. Was cursed. So the snake was cursed, uh, and of course Adam and Eve were exiled from the Garden of Eden. Exactly. And basically what happens is, the other interesting thing is they put on claws, right? Because they're ashamed of their nakedness. Okay, so they had individuality, they decided that they would know better than each other and they had to hide stuff away. That's it, yeah, because they, they didn't want to be vulnerable yep. and open with each other. Yep. They they wanted to hide themselves away. The other fact, thing is... They, they even hid away from God, didn't they? That's it. They, they went and hide. They went, they went and decided to hide away from the power of God. Yeah. And that was clearly never going to work. No, no, and and the interesting thing is, if you're a parent, you really get this because if you catch your kids doing something wrong, the first thing that they do is hide, hide, yes, right? Yeah. And if you've got more than one kid, isn't it? And uh, yeah. 
what's the second thing kids do if you don't know who did it blame the other person that's right (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't me it wasn't me it was my sister it wasn't me it wasn't me it was the woman and then she says it wasn't me it was the snake yeah (laughs) yeah it wasn't me that done it sir it was him yes and that's why it's an archetypal story because it's something we've all experienced yeah and the interesting thing is the reason that uh, we, we think in these terms is that when we're about two or three is where we discover good and evil yep. as a concept, right? But also as well, that's the same sort of time we discover that we're naked. Hmm. Because little, little kids, don't they run around in the buff all the time? You don't, yeah. They don't care, do they? No, 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 at all. Not at all. I, think I, was, I was talking to one of the parents this, this week, actually, in the playground, and they were saying that one of their boys was more than happy to with the idea of coming to school with no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it would be quite funny. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because they're completely innocent. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, and that's that's the wonderful thing. The Genesis, basically, the rest of Genesis up until chapter 11 there is basically stories about how everything just goes completely pear-shaped. Because it doesn't get better after that, is it? No. The whole concept of humans then are met with death, they're met with, with sadness, with poorness, they with pain. I mean, it, it, it's a really bad decision to make to eat from that tree, but that was a centrepiece of the future of, of us as humans, as yeah. mankind. And, and the interesting thing is, each of the types of stories that follow us has different types of ways in which we can uh, fall short. So, like Cain and Abel is about murder. Yeah. The Tower of Babel is about you know wanting to be like God and yeah. all these other things. The interesting thing is about it as well is that even at that early stage, God gives promise. He says to when he just before he expels him, he says that a woman will come, a daughter of Eve, who will strike the head of the snake and the snake will strike her heel right okay. now then if you go into some churches you will see a statue of mary and she's always standing on the head of the snake okay because it's through jesus coming into the world that the head of the snake okay. is destroyed okay right but the snake, the evil, does strike the heel and cause suffering to Jesus. So here's the linchpin within the first story, the first chapter, the first book within the Bible that there's now relating to a woman that we now know to be Mary that will come in and to this world and was clearly integral of, of, within Jesus' life that was the woman that was going to stand on the snake's head. Yeah. So it's the same sort of thing all the time. We have these little stories that link into the grand story that links it all together. So the other thing to think about with Genesis chapter 1 is you said it was a song. We know it's a song because it's got a chorus. Evening came and morning came the first day. Evening came and morning came the second day. And what that's about is the idea of creation the word creation uh, is I'll try and pronounce it apologies to Hebrew speakers yeah. uh, Yassar and Asar right something like that yeah, I apologise okay. I can speak bits of Welsh but not Hebrew <laughs> and what create means is it's a gradual process like giving birth to a child so like the way in which 
uh, a child grows in its mother's womb. Yeah. That's the type of thing it's talking about. So it's not Jesus magically or God magically zapping things into existence. Okay, because we can always, you know, we can envisage Harry Potter and his wand there zapping things and making things happen. I mean, that's not that's not how it works. No, that's not what it says. Okay. It, the The idea of creation is all about this organic growth. So it uses the same word for create when it talks. The Bible talks about plants and seeds growing. Yeah. So it's, it's about life organically growing up and evolving as it goes along, basically. So that's what the word create means. And the days of the week, why are they there? Well, uh, basically they're there to talk about the link between law and order and life. Okay. So God keeps the Sabbath because he doesn't work, he doesn't create on the Sabbath day, yep. right? And the point that the Bible's making here is it's law through story, not through legal dictates. Okay. And it's saying that if you live in an orderly way, then life will come. Okay. If you, you know, so that that's what he's saying. So God sets the example in his creation in the way he does it in an ordered way and in a way that keeps to the law. If you do that, then everything will be okay. Yeah. Everything will work. Okay. I should say something about where the story comes from as well actually is the Babylonians we recently found some tablets for the last hundred years in Babylon yeah. which is Iraq yeah. of their ancient archetypal stories and what the Babylonian creation story says is quite interesting it says that there was a fight in heaven between uh, the gods right and God destroyed the other god and through this this battle the world is created through battle and human beings then were the kind of the 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 bits which were discarded from this battle and human beings are the slaves of the gods who won the battle so human beings according to the babylonians were yeah. created as slaves okay right yeah now the Bible uses a similar sort of structure to that story, but there's only one God in it. Yeah. And the reason that God creates is out of law and out of love. Because the human beings are made in the likeness of God. Yeah. In other words, to reflect God's goodness rather than to be God's slaves. Okay. If that makes sense. As a very different slant isn't it on, on approaching how we have our faith and I think we all are very confident in knowing that within our own Christianity within our own faith we are more about love and creation and law and order and regularity than, than we are about fighting other gods and being be, violence and slavery yeah absolutely so interesting the, isn't it so but, the story that they add really is the, uh, there's two images of how to be a human there the Christian one, or the, and the Jewish one, and, and the Islamic one, yeah, and then the ancient Babylonian one, and the Viking one, and to a certain extent the Greek one, yeah, which is basically fight, be powerful, beat people up, take what you can, and then you can have people as your slaves. Okay, so that's the the two purposes. Yeah. So that, and I think when you read the Bible, especially these first two bits, don't get hung up and think well you know 
obviously you know Darwin has shown this is nonsense or whatever that isn't what these stories are actually about they're about who we are as human beings and how if we live in a law like way yeah we can be creators too and I think one of the greatest things I think that even right at the beginning of the Bible there is this constant reminder that that no matter how bad things get no matter how much you sin no matter mm. how much you take a journey that is very uncharacteristic to your core faith is that God still loves you and will always be there for you and will always protect you um, and, yeah. and when you turn to God he is there yeah because God doesn't give up on us no we give up on God yeah and that's again the opposite that's why knowing that Babylonian story is really important in a way is the Babylonian creation thing is about being powerful getting people and people being slaves while and the gods will not like you or not not honour you yeah. if you're not strong and you don't do right well the Christian God is always there for you no matter what you do yeah. and no matter how bad things get yeah. and that promise of God putting right our mistakes is right there in the beginning and that's and that's how we put all that into practice yeah we hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and don't forget you can get in contact with us on facebook and on twitter and we'll also find us on instagram oh yes instagram yes and on our website which is yateparish.org don't forget this is an interactive show so we really value your comments so put your comments on soundcloud or any other platform that you're listening to and we'll get back to you and we look forward to joining you next time